Welcome, 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 welcome to the doubled up, 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 the doubled up podcast. Welcome to the doubled up podcast. Let's go. Welcome to the Doubled Up Podcast, the weekly podcast talking all things trainers, sneakers, kicks, creps, whatever you call them, wherever you are in the world. I'm Matt and with me as he is every single week is Scott. Scott, how you doing, mate? Yeah, yeah. all right. Wow, (laughs) wow. So listeners, you're not going to obviously have seen this, but... um, Basically, we were having a, a good old chat. Our weekly routine when we get on Zoom to record these podcasts is we say we're going to record at, say, 7. We don't actually start recording until 8 because we spend an hour talking to one another and basically just giving each other an update on our week. And Scotty Boy here is very, very tired. But you wouldn't have seen this. I've just watched you, Scott, do the most comically over-the-top fake yawn that has then turned into a yawning fit. <laughs> That serves you right. That serves you right. Yeah. That was like in a cartoon where someone's like, like arms stretched out. Like that was oh. a star yeah. for drama, my friend. A star for your acting. Thank you. My GCSE drama scripts. Yeah. Um, did you do GCSE yeah. drama? I know we're diving no. straight into a tangent. Did you not? I did GCSE mm. drama. Did my you? teacher absolutely loved us. And um, being typical boys at like 15, 16 years old, uh, we basically wanted to turn like every single uh, play that we ever had to do into like an action. Um, like some sort of, there had to of be some sort of did. action scene. Yeah. And um, our drama like theatre was down the hall from PE. So every single time we would basically say to our teacher, like, oh, we're, we're doing a stunt. Can we go get some like trampolines and crash mats from the uh, PE thing? No one else in the class was allowed it, but like me and my mates, like just our teacher absolutely loved us. I was like, yeah, sure, do whatever you want. We used to set like trampolines up and do flips off the stage. We used to have this thing called runner duty, where one day a year, every year eight, basically missed a class and had to go to reception. And basically when people like had letters or missed their PE kit or left their lunch at home, like parents would drop it in. And you had to spend a lesson in year eight that's, taking that's child people. labor, isn't it? I don't know, maybe. But basically, like you had to take people's stuff to their class, like when it was brought in. And someone had left their someone had left their PE kit in our drama class. And my brother, who was two years younger, came to our drama class, and he was like, "What the fuck are you doing? We're doing flips off the stage." And he was like, "I've got to go back to reception. I'm on runner duty." And I was like, "No, no, 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 you don't." Basically, said it was like, "You're done with runner duty for now." And he stayed with us for our drama class, and we just spent the whole time like jumping onto crash mats. It was great. Wow. Tangent. Wow. Very early tangent. Very early tangent. I, I, but I sorry, mean, GCSE drama just sparked that in my it brain. It doesn't surprise me for some reason that you did GCSE drama, but hey, at the same did time, you, did you it, not hear my? Ring introduction last last week with Aman. I, I did. Mean, there were some acting skills there. I was I was about to say I'm not surprised, but at the same time, kind of am. And the introduction last week is the kind of am surprised bit, to be honest. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, I I just oh, GCSE drama. It was one of those that you just you hated. Like you Part can't us, you can't hide. It. You can't hide when you've got to do your performance, and it's always so over the top. And it's like, I mean, obviously, other than yours. Um, 
we you know, didn't yours. do we we didn't do me and my me and my friends that were in drama did not do an end of drama performance and i also there was somehow an exam i don't really remember doing the exam i think i like barely, i did the bare minimum and somehow me and all of my friends got a b so i have yeah. a b in gcse drama despite the fact that i never actually did a final year performance i think that shows how much my teacher loved us oh, well Clearly, he must have been a fan of action films. Um, yeah, clearly. <laughs> because, yeah, the scripts are always cheesy and it's, you know, Matt is so sad today. I wonder why. Guns, freeze frame. And then in your case, you obviously... Hey, I got you kicked decide off to a stage. You lethal weapon. I, but... I, I remember there was, one particular, um, there was one particular play that we did that, again, we never actually performed. We had to rehearse it every now and then so we didn't get told off. Um, and there was a particular scene where, like, I was being bullied and <clears throat> one of my friends... Standard. Yeah, well, it was it was a it was a play a about bullying. So for a GCSE it was, yeah, I was going to say lesson. yeah. <laughs> but our 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 um, stage had two tiers and it was like thick wooden stages and we were doing this fight scene and there was this particular scene where like punched fall to the floor and I said to my mate, it'll be quite fun if you like pretend to kick me in the stomach and I'll fall from the top to the bottom tier, and it it, it looked spectacular, fucking hurt. But like he kicked, like pretend to kick me in the stomach, and I threw myself down to the second tier of the stage, landed on the wood. That was the one time we didn't have the crash mat, um, and I think it was at that stage that I thought maybe this isn't for me. <laughs> it, I mean, a similar story. I remember doing um, year six, our final end of year production, and nice. we did Bug- Bugsy Malone. Classic again. Classic, right? I was very sad um, because I was the one character that died. So at the end, we did actually have like a massive splurge gun fight. <laughs> nice. And because I was dead, I was the only person that didn't get to be involved in that, which oh, was quite sad. No. But the bit that um, was quite entertaining was the very first night. Um, there is a scene in Bugsy Malone where one of the kids, you know, whacks the security guard around the head with a baseball bat, knocks him out cold, and, you know, they get up to all their mischief. Um, the only problem is on the very first night, instead of kind of doing a comedic kind of fake swing, he leathered the guy in the head and gave him a genuine <laughs> concussion and we didn't oh, have him dear. for the other two nights because he was in hospital for some of it um it Hilarious. was that hard um so yes that that was quite the uh, mistake and the noise it made you can just remember hearing Clonk. the crowd going Ooh. Oh. <laughs> because it it was a proper like right after some of that um yeah, that I, I remember that very vividly. And then after that, I think I blocked any form of drama out of, head, yeah. out of my. It's just cringy. It's awful, terrible. Yeah, but it, I did, it, I did boring yeah. subjects instead. I think other than that, I did like like some sort of extended science and business studies. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I, yeah, so. I had I had the conversation with my dad, and he was like, "Well, science is going to be a little bit tough, and business might be a little bit tough." So uh, I don't think he really quite understood that business wasn't going to be tough, but. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure his exact words were, you should probably have one lesson that's really easy. Mm. You might as well do drama, yeah. which is very insulting to anyone that is an actor. So at the time, it like <sighs> very bad way of looking at it. It was exactly the same when I went into college as well and I did psychology and law. And my dad, again, was like, well, you're doing two quite intense subjects here. So yeah. you, should pro- you should probably do something quite easy. Why don't you do sociology uh, again? very insulting to anyone that does anything related <laughs> to sociology <laughs> but uh hey I, I didn't try very hard and i got the highest mark See, in the, at sociology so i'm pretty sure now 
a lot of schools make you do a language at GCSE as well. And I'm really glad they didn't make me do a language. Yeah, uh, the, we, I mean, we only um, had the chance of French and German. We were allowed to do Spanish in year, as soon as we had picked our options yeah. in year eight or nine. We were allowed to do Spanish. Um, but our school was always a, like secondary school anyways, was always a, um, it was a sports school. Mm. And over the years, we became shitter and shitter at sports. So it kind of became it's a not very bit, good for a sports school. I was because it kind of became embarrassing going to a sports school that, when playing other schools, always lost things. So <laughs> the school decided to pivot to being a languages school, and it became a languages school the year after I did my options. So I was the last year that didn't have to pick a language for its options. Everyone, oh, okay. every year after that, had to then have a like one one language in their options. So uh, I dodged the bullet there. See, yeah, we did. And it was, you only had the option of French and German. So German, I mean, I'm not going to lie, as much as, you know, very much appreciate our German colleagues and uh, listeners. It's not the most well-spoken language, like globally. It's not the most useful. And also, it's quite an angry sounding language. Yeah, it sounds angry. And isn't French Um, quite complicated? Because I never really did French. I think I did it for like a year, but didn't pay attention to any of it. Isn't it quite complicated? There's a, there is a lot of kind of things, accents and kind of female and male, masculine, feminine versions of things, etc. But I mean, I was tempted to do French because uh, I thought, you know, I'm not, I didn't think I was too bad at it. Um, but the comment from my teacher that kind of essentially pulled the plug on that was um, we did a kind of verbal assessment and, you know, with yep. their speaking French and doing all that and you know je m'appelle and all that i can already tell what i can already tell what she's about to say the fact that you just said je m'appelle like that i already know what she was about to say her comment was um what you are saying sounds beautiful it sounds like you are french however however what you are saying is utter (laughs) rubbish (laughs) and at that point i thought yeah, probably not for me. <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> I mean, wow. it sounds good. Hey, <laughs> this is what happens go. when I go to other countries. Now I just kind of try to blend in, but I'm just talking utter bollocks the whole time. I, I English to be fair as well, but you know, also a good trait for someone that uh, has a podcast. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah. We, we, we've, we've gone for a tangent right at the blocks here. I think this might be a record for how quickly we've gone on a tangent. But uh, you'll notice from the ranting about our school and reminiscing on school life, we don't have a guest this week. Uh, we do have guests coming up, though. So uh, do look out for more guest episodes in the future. But I suppose really the first My thing we should French say... teacher. should be yeah. an amazing guest, I'm sure. <laughs> she into shoes? I mean, to be fair, she dressed... She... I mean, well... That's very much stereotyping, but I mean, oh, is the only uh, is the only, thing the only French relatively French, yeah, of. the only French brand I can think of. Yeah, head. she literally walked around with a beret and a French baguette as well at all times. Um, Carried a French it, baguette. Yeah, why not? No, I'm joking. Of course she did. Oh, okay. but she's wow. She's she did. She was very over the top. She was quite an eccentric woman, uh, um, Madame Window. Um, the Madame is, Window. Window. Window was her last name. Yeah. <laughs> Why does Madame Window sound so? Well, this stupid. is the problem. It was it was like Madame Window. It it, it kind of it didn't it, it didn't quite work. 
Um, yeah. Madden Window sounds so Honestly, dumb. Sorry, yeah, Madden we, Window, if you're listening, but you have a stupid name. Uh, yeah, we we had oh, we dear. had some weird teachers with some very weird names. Actually, thinking about it, I can't remember probably ninety percent of my teachers' names. I know there's some people that like will remember teachers' names forever and ever and ever, but I honestly can't remember half of them. I remember faces, but I don't really remember names. But yeah. um, but as I said, right, we, 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 we're tangenting on the fact that I said we're not going to tangent anymore. Um, first thing we need to do, Scott, is say thank you very much uh, to, to Aman, for, for jo- Aman from Offspring from, for joining us last week. Um, really, really good episodes. Absolutely, like one of the best conversations we've had. It was so good, kind of peeking behind the curtain. I mean, as we said in the episode, the Consortium Cup is something that we were in love with as soon as we saw the idea so it's really really cool to sit down and actually have a conversation with someone that was involved in the winning team and have a little think about the design process and, and things like this um also want to say connected to last week's episode thank you to everyone that reached out uh, about our slight audio uh, issue um <laughs> basically it was my fault technical mishap um if anyone listened to the episode prior to that where we did our first in-person episode um if you'd listened to that one with headphones you would have noticed that scott and ryan's audio came out of one headphone my audio came out the other um annoyingly ryan who was on that episode and we laughed about him calling himself our executive producer actually managed to come up with the problem here um basically i changed my uh settings when we were recording to have uh, to basically be in stereo rather than mono so hence why it sounded if you listen on headphones like one uh, one person is coming out of one headphone one voice is coming out the other I didn't realise that was happening because when I listened to that episode, I listened to it out loud, so you don't notice the different uh, difference. And when Scott edited the episode, he listened to it out loud, so you didn't notice the difference. But as soon as you chuck headphones in, all of a sudden it becomes very evident that uh, voices are coming out of different headphones. Um, so if you do go back and listen to that episode now, I have updated the audio because shout out previous guest of uh, the podcast, Aaron. Um, he dropped us a message and said he had some wizardry to sort it out. So Aaron did manage to save the episode episode and from here on out it should play as normal um i hope fingers crossed but yeah shout out to everyone that dropped us a message and said look by the way don't know if you have realized but this is happening um so thank you very much for everyone that was uh uh, looking out for us last week but one of my favorite guest episodes that we've done and uh, it's really got got me the, the giving me the bug scott to get more guests we i've been very lazy for probably the last year and a half of trying to get us guests <laughs> and between having forest and aman and we've got a guest next week actually i'm starting to think we do actually have a guest next week we do well, this is news to me hey hey i've been busy scott i've been busy i've been booking guests but uh it's, it's got me thinking maybe, maybe we should start hunting for some guests so if anyone listening has any recommendations please drop us a message because uh we're on the hunt for guests again Definitely, yeah. Now, always like guests. I mean, it, it's one of the big things I've always loved about this podcast is it's brought many, many people together, whether it be us two people or even people that we have spoken to that have then got in touch with other people that we've spoken to and kind of brought it all together. Um, yeah. You know, we, we don't necessarily advertise ourselves as a community podcast, so to speak, but I do like to think that we've we've done, we've we've done got a good a, we've job. Got, in, yeah, we've in, got a tight-knit in, little group of people that listen to us and communicate and friends of friends 
friends and things like this. And mm. actually talking about friends of friends, Scott, that moves us on quite nicely to uh, something else that happened this week because uh, we went to, uh, well, I went to uh, a little bit of a, a shindig uh, midweek. Uh, I went to um, a Sockany event. It was celebrating 125 years of Sockany, hosted by uh, Present Agency or Present Agency. I don't know whether it's present or present. I kind of assume it's present. Um, but they hosted a little bit of a get-together where they invited a bunch of people down to their um, kind of th- this space that they had in central London. They had a few upcoming Sockany releases on display, a few old shoes from the archive, like 81 Jazz from 81 and kind of original pairs and things like this, which was really cool. Drinks, DJ, the whole works, and uh, did manage to see a few people, meet some new people, catch up with some previous guests. So uh, managed to bump into some of the guys from the panel, uh, managed to bump into previous guest Ben Wally, um, also bumped into the Half Size Up guys, so shout out Mo and Ash as well. And uh, again, talking about kind of community and things like this, was really, really good to kind of see some people that we'd met through the podcast and obviously people that we've kind of spoken to as well through being in this weird and wonderful world that is the UK sneaker community. Yeah, it looked like a really, really good event. Um, obviously gutted. I, I couldn't be there, but some midweek in uh, London town is, yeah. is a bit of a nightmare, um, which is a shame. But yeah, look, looked really good. The you know the history, the products that were there, kind of the original pairs, etc. Amazing. Um, and then yeah, seeing some of the newer products as well. That I'm I'm since my uh, yeah kind of love for Sockany has been uh, reborn. I've uh, been following a lot of these pages and a lot of those products I've seen leaks and kind of little bits and pieces and there was a couple of pairs in particular, the 5,000 and the 6,000, what was being dubbed online as the coffee pack, whether it still will be that. Yeah, I think it will be. Beautiful. There's a a light brown and a a dark brown uh, pair that you said was the coffee pack and um, when you actually see the pair in hand on the tongue it's got two little coffee cups and it says ah, like go, it's, it says like it said brew something i can't remember exactly what it was but it was like brew something sockany so it will be the coffee pack but beautiful mm. beautiful um colorways really yeah. really nice suede uh the other one that we saw that was really really nice was the um universal works as well as the universal works the remade jazz that they've done yeah the kind of the updated modern version that really really nice is, yeah looked really good the quality of that looked really good yeah the um the hairy suede on it was was really really beautiful so definitely really excited to see that shoe um drop um i think it might already drop. has i think um no so i'm looking at the Sockany sneaks page now and apparently is available on the oh sorry it has yeah i was reading this wrong around it was seventh so it has already dropped sorry do apologize don't know why for some reason i read 070923 as the 23rd of september um so clearly maybe i'm just as tired as you are scott because i clearly dismissed <laughs> apparently we're in 2007 if i'm reading it that way but uh, 2007 um, and pretty that was probably a good year actually I might, I might, I might have even been in GCSE drama in 2007. Who knows? Full circle. But uh, no, go. again, thank you very much to to, to present um, agency and Sockany for uh, inviting us down, and hopefully we can see some more uh, Sockany products in the near future. Definitely. Um, but talking about products, uh, Scott, 
we have a latest pickup this week, don't we? Well, I say we. Uh, you have a latest pickup this week, and um, I, I, it was only a matter of time, really, before you bought this shoe. Because I feel like every yep. single week you sent it through to us with some sort of different steal or sale that it was yep. on. So, uh, tell the listeners what you've bought. I have bought the Adidas Campus Times Beams Times Bodega. Um, yes, you are completely correct. I've been looking at this shoe for so, 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 so think, long. Well, I think we featured um, it when it first came out as maybe a sleeper pick, and we've also featured it as a steal of the week. And I'm pretty sure ever since then you have sent us weekly updates of it dropping more and more in the sale to the point where yeah. you got an absolute bargain. Yeah, I, I mean... I have my sale list. I'm monitoring the sale list and obviously doing steal of the week. Every, you know, every other week we we look. Um, but Hannon at the moment, um, yeah, they were offering an additional twenty five percent on Adidas Classics, which were the Campus, the Forum, and it was the Superstar as well. So these were already down at fifty five quid with an additional twenty five percent. Yeah, they you can't get quid. shoes that cheap. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't get like Sports Direct shoes that cheap, and you've got a, a triple collab with Adidas, Beams, Bodega. Like that's I, just silly. I, I the thing is with this, I genuinely, I'm, I say I'm struggling to get my head around. The long-haired suede is incredible. The quality of that suede is amazing. The brown Nubuck stripes, so that the shoe itself. Um, on the internal panel, it's brown Nubuck stripes with the bodega and beams kind of gold um, embroidery in between the stripes. And then brown Nubuck with the gold embossed Adidas logo on the back. The, the quality of that Nubuck is phenomenal. It is incredible. And then you've got standard kind of white, slightly off-white leather stripes um, on the outside with kind of gold gam campus embroidery and then on the tongue again adidas beams bodega um triple collab leather liner the insole is like a premium like leather insole with like gold embossing the quality of this not to mention it's it's weird it's almost like a fleece lined tongue it's 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 an odd touch the quality of this is incredible like it's genuinely for the price i've paid I'm not getting a better quality shoe this year. I mean, Beams and Spodega, I mean, their collaborations individually are known as some of the best and some of the best quality. You put the, all three of the two of them together, mix it with Adidas, it's gon- going to be a winner. Um, the fact that this is sat everywhere and even sat at the price it's sat at is crazy because this is... It's it's amazing. It's a really really good shoe. I've had it on foot basically since it came through the door. I haven't taken them off, um, and yeah, it's beautiful. The long haired suede because it's it's kind of weird. It's long haired, but almost the long strands almost look white as a contrast to the grey. So it kind of gives it a bit of a texture. Um, it, it's just yeah, it's really 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 good. Um, the tongue's on the bigger side. It's more feels like a samba tongue but the old right. school not quite fold over but it's certainly a bit bigger um but this is i think this might be my first campus i don't think i've had a campus before um i think about every model but but i must admit i'm yeah i'm, I'm really it's it's a it's a bit narrower than other models however very comfortable 
like normally I struggle with narrow shoes, but this one is um, has done really well. And like I say, I mean, the only thing it would have been nice if it came in like a slightly special box. I think with a triple right. collab like this, I'd I'd have thought there would have been something. It's literally just the standard blue box, and okay. it just says Campus Beams Bodega. Right. Okay. But I paid forty pounds. I was so going to say, yeah, it, don't care. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's a beautiful, beautiful shoe. Absolutely. Yeah, fantastic shoe. Um, you've absolutely knocked out of the park there. I think um, you've been saying for so long that you've wanted that shoe. Like it started off at like it was I mean, maybe just over a hundred pounds or something like that retail, hundred and ten, and then it got chronic yeah, got yeah. knocked down to about eighty five, and it's like oh eighty five is quite a good deal. And then every now and then you see kind of deals where it's like um, I'll buy two products and get X amount of money off. And then I think Hannon did that where it was like buy two products and yeah. get a certain amount of money off. I think it was when we went to All In and you and me were in the stadium. Like so, if we both buy a pair, what does that then mean yeah. that it kind of comes to? And it was one of those things that it's like. We, for weeks and weeks and weeks now, you've been saying about how you've really, really wanted that pair. Um, so the fact that you've now got it, yeah, couldn't be happier for you, Scotty boy. Couldn't be happier for you. And uh, yeah, triple collab, big, big shoe. Big, big shoe. It, it it feels like a big collab though. Like the quality of the shoe, the new books and the gold touches and everything, it, it feels uh, elevated. Some of these collabs you get, and it might be that they are whatever price, and when you get them, you're like, okay, fair enough, I'm kind of glad I paid this much for it. Yeah. I Actually, I would have been happy to have paid more money for that shoe. Obviously, I knew that it was coming down. Of course. But I would have I would have been happy to have paid close to retail for that. I, th- I still think 110 you know, I'm still in very much cheapskate mode, and anything above £100 I'm looking at and going, but, but that's because I've got things to pay for. But it feels worth it yeah, yeah but at the same time we're also this again we've said it time and time again now like no one needs to be rushing for shoes at the minute especially something no. like, like we all know a shoe when we look at it and we go that's an instant sellout right there are certain pairs that are absolutely like categorically objectively sellout shoes that will never hit a shelf they will all be raffled and they'll all be allocated right but there's a lot of shoes at the minute that are coming out that you don't even have to worry about. Like, release dates. I know we have a whole segment around release dates, but for the majority of shoes at the minute, you don't really need to worry about a release date. All you need to worry about is how, like, when can you save up to buy the shoe? And you can probably walk into a shoe shop and buy it at the minute. Like, everything's hitting the sales, or the majority of things are hitting the sales, and unless it is of wild hype, you don't really need to jump straight away. So I know you've just said there, Scott, seeing that shoe, you would have paid 110 for it, but we knew no one's going to... We knew that was going to sit around. Like... What you're doing is you basically you, the best thing to do at the minute is to play um, sale chicken. Oh, there we go. Two minds. Yeah, think alike. Uh, yeah, sales chicken. That's all you're doing. You are basically gambling on whether or not can you wait it out enough for it to hit such a ridiculous discount that everyone else has the same idea as you and ends up buying a pair and then you miss out. It's that fine line of like, yeah. do I wait for it to go down so cheap that all of a sudden this becomes a no-brainer? Yeah, I think general rule at the moment. Is it a collaboration SB? Yep. Is tick? Okay, buy it. Is it a Jordan in a simple colour blocking colourway, whether it be black toe or kind of, you know, Chicago esque colour blocking? And is it simple colours? Yes, okay, probably buy it. There's a pretty high chance it's gonna sell out. Is it a high heat collaboration? 
from any brand is it a, a joe fresh goods is it a you know uh, action bronson is it a travis scott whatever yes okay buy it other than that you you may as you could leave it and it in you it will go down i mean there's a, there is a few pairs at the moment that i'm looking at that are sat there and there is a bit of me that's like i don't want this shoe to sell out i really want this shoe however i know i'm going to be able to get it cheaper yeah like and I'm I am playing that I am playing that game of chicken at the moment because I know I reckon I'll, I reckon I'll get it less yeah and you know if I do great but even if I don't chances are resale's not going to be too high yeah if it's not selling out immediately your resale's probably going to be all right yeah so no you're absolutely right yeah. absolutely right well talking about uh, new releases that actually kind of follows us on nicely to our uh top take this week so we'll move on to this week's top take which if you're unfamiliar with this segment every single week we ask you guys to provide us with your top take for us to debate it could be your spicy stance where you want to ruffle some feathers and get something off your chest or it might be that you want to spread a little bit of positivity whatever it is you can confide in us and we will give our thoughts and opinions um, and scott this week's top take is actually from i think a new uh maybe not new listener but a new submitter um, and that is at parvit on instagram who has given us the top take of sneakers day works better if they just drop heat from the last 12 months or just rename it nike app day this is a little bit of an interesting one because scott this is the first time we've been able to record and discuss Sneakers Day since it happened, right? By the time this episode releases, it would have been just over a week since Sneakers Day. And we recorded with Aman on the morning of Sneakers Day, right? As soon as we finished with that episode, I had things to do. I had to... Um, like I had Hannah's dad round. We went to see a friend whose uh, 30th birthday it was. So we went around there for some drinks, etc. I did not pay attention to a single thing this sneakers day other than i saw that a couple of people were at an event in london and i kind of watched some reels and tiktoks afterwards but other than that i did not pay a single bit of attention i didn't watch a single live i wasn't interested in a single product absolutely nothing drew me in for sneakers day this year and I've seen a lot of people online say very similar things. I've seen a lot of people online say, if you're just sat at home refreshing the app, waiting for something to drop, probably not worth it. If you're at an event, fantastic day. And I do feel like for a lot of these events at the minute, it's like that every single time. And the reason for that is because it all focuses on new product. And you either like the new product or you don't like the new product. And I actually kind of agree with what uh, Parvita said here, that actually if they just went back and blitzed loads of old product, I think people would be a lot more excited about it. I think a lot of people will be like on the edge of their seats, what's dropping next, what's dropping next, what's dropping next? And I'm sure there'll probably be like online blogs and things like this that will leak in advance what they're dropping. Um, it's always going to happen. But I think with a lot of these kind of events, especially Sneakers Day, we know the shoes that are dropping weeks in advance. 
most retailers are selling them, so you don't need to be gl uh, glued to the sneakers app to actually buy them. It just seems like it's... Uh, Unless you're at an event celebrating, it does kind of seem like a bit of a waste of a day. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, to be honest, I didn't even know it was Sneakers Day until you said after, oh, you know, it's Sneakers Day, is anyone doing it? I, I didn't even know. Um, it, 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 Air Max Day, there seems to be a big thing about I was it. Say, Air Max Day is a little bit different, but Sneakers Day just different. seems a bit... Mm. Feels like there's a build-up to it. Um, there's a bit of history there for it now. Sneakers Day. I know in in the past there has been. You know they've released some really cool Sneakers Day exclusive Air Maxes, and they've done some bits and pieces that are kind of collectors' pieces almost, rather than anything else. Which you know is is quite nice, but it's very few and far between, and it's very meh. Like the designs have never been fantastic. It's never been kind of stand out. They're just there. Yeah. People buy it because it's limited to, to a degree. This year, a lot of the pairs that released have released elsewhere. Yep. It hasn't just been sneakers. Um, you know, the dunk that they released, it's not a bad looking navy dunk, but that's you can get it everywhere. released elsewhere. Yeah. Um, I would say that the TN that they released is the best shoe. But even then, released it's, releasing, it's releasing. It's releasing this week in other. Yeah, but it's releasing this week in other retailers as well. So it's it's not it's not like you have to jump for it. Um, no. I would say that out the, of the, the lineup, the, the white a cold wall TN is probably the best thing that released. And I wouldn't necessarily say. I'm Did the, that release? It's on sneakers up as upcoming still. Oh, maybe it was a blue pair that released. I don't know, but anyways, the, whatever it is, the cold wall um, TN. I thought you literally just said it released. No, there was there was a different TN that released. Oh, it was the sorry, kind I of got myself like, confused. Now um, I again, this shows how little I know, or I just assumed that was part of the, that, the release. That beautiful, the blue with the oh, kind right. of sail hits and stuff. I quite like that. It looks nice. I think it looks really clean. Um, but again, the pure platinum sell out. Yeah, it's never going to sell out. Um, whatever, don't care. The whole we're doing the videos, you know, the lives and everything. I know people tune in to um, kind of see the product, and that's fine. If you've got the time to do that, great. Um, I have better things to do with my life, and um, quite frankly, I think the videos are boring. Um, sorry if there's anyone from Nike listening. Tell but us how you really feel, they Scott. Are dull. They're dull. They're they're not the interaction and everything. It's just not great. Um, it, it just isn't. I I just don't find it engaging. But that again, this is just me. So you know, you might find it interesting. You might like it. Whatever. But at the moment, for me. Like Jordan, there's been nothing from Jordan that excites me. Air Max, whatever, they don't sell out. Like, there's nothing really that means I've got to be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I've got to be on the app to look at it. The event itself, now that might, this is where, and we've said this last year, if 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 the event was accessible to more people, it might be different. You know, there was an event that went on. We know that some people went to it that we're friends with. Great, they enjoyed it. They said it was fantastic, but obviously it is only accessible for a small portion of people um in terms of products now i think the the bit at the end where he said you know call it the nike app day maybe it's because the product was 
like I say, you could probably have just put that on the nightcap. And, oh, you know, I did wonder what that meant. Major. I get it now. I did wonder I, what I'm that I'm assuming it, 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 it might be that. But, I mean, in terms of product, It's saying it's I nothing think, special. Like, we've said this before. Yeezy Day actually did it really well. Yeah, because, they went, of what it was. because they went back and got all the old Shit. classics. It, yeah, it was shit tons of products. There was some new, there was some old, and it was a big day. Like, you didn't have to be there all day, but all you had to do was follow the relevant Twitter pages and content, and basically you were like, right, this is dropping at this time, just be there for that. Or just have your notifications cool. on. You have your notification on. Yeah. Every hour you've got a notification saying, this shoe has now gone up for raffle. If it's one you like, great, you enter it, and you have an yeah. hour to enter it. If you don't like it, then you just put your phone back away and you wait for the next hour. Yeah, and I think there is a, there is a, somewhat kind of middle ground that both probably could find because Yeezy was like, here's all the products, but there wasn't really any engagement and community stuff, which is fine because you know, we'd like that. But at the same time, with Nike, it's like, well, here's a little bit of products, but not much. Yeah. Um, and is the product any good? Probably not. So there probably is a middle ground to be found somewhere. Um, I I do think, like I say, I sneakers day. I get it. Like you know, it's the celebration of the sneakers app. But quite frankly, most people don't have the best relationship with the sneakers app, and it's like celebrating the birthday for the coworker that you really hate. Like it's not. Most people probably don't care too much. Air Max, people have an affinity with that. Yeah. And there's an excitement as to okay, we know there's probably going to be a big retro. We know there's going to be a new model slash silhouette that will go. Oh, that'll be all right, but actually we don't care about. And then there'll be something in between that is just quite nice. We know what's coming with it, but we like uh, it. You're really, you're really not holding back on sneakers day right now, are you? It, it, it's, it's just it's one of these. We say it a lot, but sneakers. I think sneakers day. To be honest, if they hit it on the head, nobody's going to miss it. I think if they said we're not doing Air Max Day next year, there'd be oh, people yeah. like, whoa, what? Big uproar. Uh, don't do that. Um, but yeah, I think Sneakers Day, I, I don't think... And I don't think they've ever really hit it out of the park. I know last year they had the different cities competing against each other. Um, yes. But that again, event looked really cool, you know, actually. It, that, see, that one, actually, I, th- I thought that had legs. I think it was almost like... You could like play along at home as well. Like I remember they were doing the... Um... It was. We are talking about the same thing where it had all the different air units, and it was like you had to kind of guess what the air unit was based on the picture. Yeah, there was there was loads. They, it was obviously across the whole day. They were doing loads of different things. Um, yeah. But yeah. Again, I I quite like that idea, and I thought that had legs. And if they were doing that, or, or I was are like, we get, actually, are we getting that confused with an Air Max Day though? Thing, like an Air Max Day thing though. Um, or was well, it sneakers that was day? A sne- I'm sure that was a sneakers uh, day. I'm sure that was an. Maybe either way, whatever it was, it worked. It was good. Um, Do it again. <laughs> but yeah, but certainly, um, and obviously, you've got the age-old thing: events. Don't just put it in London. Yeah, whatever. It's always going to be in London. Get over it. Like it, it, it it's just it is what it is. Um, but yeah, certainly, um, sneakers day is just a bit of a. It's just a bit of a meh, and I don't, I don't know many people that get too excited for it. Air Max Day, yes, I'd, I'd. I'd be, I'd almost be happier if they knocked Sneakers Day on the head and made Air Max Day, even if it just wasn't, okay, Air Max Day is this day, but how about we have like a day before or like the week beforehand is a build Basically, up. they put a bit more into take, it. Take the budget that you would normally have on Sneakers Day and yeah. pump it into Air Max Day and make Air Max Day really good. Yeah. So what you could do, like- in theory, let's say, for example, you knock, uh, you knock Sneakers Day on the head, you just stick with Air Max Day, why can't you then have a London event for Air Max Day and use the money you would have spent on Sneakers Day 
to have a event in Manchester or Birmingham and appease the top half of the country. Have two events yeah. running simultaneously. You can like the competitions we were talking about. You could probably get some sort of north versus south competition going on, where it's on the live stream. Have people in a studio actually doing games against each other. You could make a whole spectacle out of that if you just took the budget for because if you just took the budget from one and pumped it into the other, you could run both those days simultaneously, celebrating Air Max and actually make something really really good from it. My suggestion, and um, do with this what you will, Nike. Um, how about you get like a big van, like a big touring bus, and just go around the country for a week in different locations and just pull up and do some shit. Like, imagine if you had a big bus and you just turned up, all right, we're going to turn up in Birmingham, we're going to turn up in Bristol, we're going to travel up to Manchester. Like, you would have crowds of people turning up for this if you were cool. giving out yeah. product, if you were doing stuff. It doesn't, like, it doesn't even have to be giving ideas. out It doesn't have to be giving out product, no. but just some sort of, like, I don't know, opportunity for discounts or opportunity yeah. for exclusive access or, yeah. And it's all filmed for the Nike app, imagine. Like, people would be like, oh, look at me, I'm on the Nike app. Like, it's all, all feeds into one another. But, yeah, I agree. Take the budget from Sneakers Day, put it into Air Max Day, make it even better, sorted. Because, again, Sneakers Day, I think, is just... It, it, they tried. They can keep trying, but I don't think it's going to work. Well, I think we've, I think we've, we've solved the problem. I really like the fact that we've just that started out as a big old rant on why we don't like sneakers day, and then all of a sudden, right at the end, we've flipped it one eighty and we've come up with a solution. I like that. Great teamwork. Well, I tell you what, Scott, that probably means we should move on to our first main segment of the podcast, and that is uh, shoes rounds. Um, every single week, we spend a little bit of time looking back at some of the biggest news stories that have happened in the wonderful world of sneakers, and we give our thoughts and opinions. Um, this week is you, Scott, taking shoes rounds. So without further ado, I'll pass over to you for shoes rounds. Sorry, Scott, I need to interrupt. I'm really sorry. Um, I deliberately made you stop. People aren't going to see this on Zoom, but I made I put my hand in the air saying, like, Scott, can you stop? And then as soon as he started talking, I deliberately interrupted him. Um, and there's a reason why I've done this, Scott, uh, because I've just realised I've passed over to you and I completely forgot to tell the listeners how they can get involved with this week's top take. So just to quickly recap a little bit, thank you once again for Parvi for sending in this week's top take. And if you yourself want to send in a top take, make sure you keep an eye on our Instagram page. We'll put a post up during the week. You can comment, reply to our story, drop us a DM and we will feature your take in that week's top take. Sorry, Scott, over to you. What oh, the fuck's going on there? Just hijacking oh, the shoes hijacked. rounds, yeah, sorry. Jesus Christ, the professionalism in this place. Awful. I've, I've, anyway, I've had a beer today, um, so uh, it's a Friday night, I've had a beer. The rest of this podcast is going to go to shit, I'm sorry. There we go. <laughs> A singular beer kicking in. Um, so, news this week. Um, interesting, the one that seems to have caught many people's attention, um, weirdly, um, but somewhat interestingly, is um, September coming up. Seems to be the time for marathons. Everyone seems to be doing them at the moment. Everybody seems to be like loving a good run. Um, and Adidas have decided, you know what, we're going to up our game in the market. Um and they've decided to release a running shoe, in fact, a super running shoe, um, that comes in at $500. Oh, that's a lot of money. Um, the Adidas, the Adi Zero Adios Pro Evo 1. 
um, represents Adidas' lightest ever offering, weighing it at 138 grams. That's a very, very light shoe. Um, the weight is 40% lighter than the Adi Zero Adios Pro 3. However, it's double the price. Um, so, oh, yeah, I mean, the, the Evo 1 was about $275, and then the next model was about $300, and then the, the next model has jumped um, to an incredible price. The latest addition um, to the lineup. Uh, meant to come out on September 25th. It is incredibly limited. Um, there's not going to be many pairs of this shoe actually available. And at that price, I don't think you're probably going to get too many people wanting to buy it. However, um, it's one of those. So Adidas is sponsoring an event um, that is happening in Berlin. And um, it's meant to be, it's widely known as the world's fastest, um, one of the world's fastest races. And um, yeah, they're hoping that this shoe... Um, designed for professionals and ambitious runners um, who are willing to invest in a shoe, not necessarily for everyday use, but to really make you run fast, like really fast. Um, so it features lots of technology. There's carbon energy rods and what else is there? Lots of knits and pack? lightweight materials and honestly, the rockets attached yeah. probably for $500. Um, now, Nike kind of led the way in this um, by putting in the carbon plates and the lightweight bouncy foams and kind of has been a bit of a pioneer for this. Adidas is really trying to push the boat out in order to catch up. Um, however, this model um, does come off the back of the Adi Zero Prime X Too Strong, um, which was banned because um, it has very, very strict regulations and World Athletics banned the shoe due to the substantial 50mm stack height, which is a very, very clear violation um, of the 40mm regulations. Um, that shoe was priced at $300. I mean, $500 for a shoe seems a lot. It is a technical shoe, I understand that. It's designed for a very specific purpose. Um but yeah, a lot of money, lots of technology. I'm not a particular runner. Hopefully there are some runners, um, oh, well, I know there are some runners that listen that might be able to quantify whether they think this is worth it. But um, would you would you pay $500 for a running shoe um, or a climbing shoe, shall I say? Whatever sport you're, a fishing rod? Would you five uh, fishing rods that much money? You can get fishing rods that are that much money, if not more, actually. Um, I personally wouldn't because I like to be a cheapskate in life and my mum taught me to try and find value for money rather than spend it uh, unnecessarily. Um, doesn't always work. I do like to spend my money, but I always try and get a little bit of value. The thing I find funny about this shoe, Scott, is the people who would actually make use of this shoe the best are the people that will never have to buy this shoe. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So the people that will really make use yeah. of this shoe the most, the people that are going to be going for world records in marathons and fast races and things like this, 
are also probably the people that are sponsored by Adidas. And they're probably just going to get given this shoe because Adidas want to use them as a way of promoting this shoe. So looking at an article I've seen on Complex there, I know you said there were really limited pairs. There's only uh, 521 pairs that are going to be released soon with a wider release in November. I would be really interested to see what that wider release is going to look like in November to see how many pairs are actually going to be there because 500 odd pairs seems probably about fitting by the time you get a couple of really rich people that have $500 to wipe their ass with that decide, oh, maybe this will make my um, kind of 5K park run a little bit faster. Uh, by the time they buy it and by the time you chuck a load off to your athletes, I think that's all really the world needs. So I'm, I'm sounding like I'm very miserable about this shoe. I just think that anything at $500 is excessive. This is The thing we have to remember, though, is we're looking at this from a running shoe or for a running shoe in a world where we buy shoes for lifestyle. So the idea of like, oh, $500 on a running shoe, that seems a little bit excessive. Obviously, this is a performance shoe and it has to be used in a performance capacity in order to make the use of it. Sounds like there's some incredible technology in this and I love to see Adidas innovate, uh, innovating, but it just seems like for the average runner, just probably stick to whatever you can buy from your local decathlon and you'll probably be all right yeah i mean 500 dollars is about 400 pounds roughly and you know i know football boots can be expensive but you ain't hitting them heights like you you're just not and i I, even then again yes i know footballers do get the best boots and everything but you know even if you're a really good like sunday league player at the top level like you, you don't need those shoes um so yeah it, it's interesting it does seem to be garnering quite a lot of attention online probably for the price i was gonna point say i think i think anything. it's the price point it's just the idea that adidas have the audacity to release a 500 dollars running shoe that's all it is and it's to get people to read the articles of god why is this 500 dollars? and then you realize it's actually a groundbreaking performance enhancing shoe and actually you kind of go oh fair enough that's quite cool again mm. For the average person that does do your 5k park run on a Saturday morning, you're probably not going to want to spend this much money on your on your running shoes. But I don't want to just shit on this shoe because of the fact it's $500. Like it has got some incredible technology in it, and it, hopefully it does break some sort of world record one day. Um, and then it has this legend of being a kind of a world breaker almost. But exactly. I just like I said for the, for the average Joe, this is just an unnecessary running shoe. Not even something you want to aspire to. I don't know that many runners that are probably thinking, "Oh God, I wish one day I had five hundred dollars so I could buy the super technical running shoe." I don't think it's the pe- like I said, the people that need this shoe won't ever buy it because they'll be given it as a sponsorship. And the people that would aspire to buy this shoe, it's not going to make the biggest. It's not going to make you pro. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not going to make you that fast that all of a sudden now you're a pro runner. So it, I don't. It just selling it to the general public i don't i just don't see the market for it as i said you're jeff bezos of the world that might decide to do a little run around the block every now and then who has 500 dollars that is just burning in his back pocket sure buy it why not but unless you're a millionaire or a billionaire this is probably a silly shoe for you to buy just admire it from afar as your favorite runner breaks a world record yeah 
Agreed, agreed. Um, but talking about technology, um, ASICs have decided to uh, utilise some of their technology um, to recreate one of the most beloved shoes, um, potentially of all time, the Gel Light 3. Um, so they announced this about a year ago, but it's finally coming to the market. Um, they have remade the Gel Light 3 into the Gel Light 3 CM 1.95. Now, the reason for the 1.95 in the name is because each pair is made with just 1.95 kilo kg kilograms of CO2 emissions, a figure even lower than the Adidas Times Allbirds Futurecraft, which was 2.94 kg. So they are touting that this will be the lowest carbon footprint shoe on the market. Um, in order to kind of get this, um, ASICS has turned to carbon negative foam in the midsole sock liner, bio-based polymer partially derived from sugarcane and was made by Kurare. Um, mesh featured on the upper and sock line is made from recycled and solution dyed polyester. A new structure utilising tape has also allowed ASICS to reduce the shoe's material usage and throughout the manufacturing process the company used 100% renewable energy the whole time. Um, it's In terms of actual looks, it very much does look like a Gel Light 3. Um, but pared down, um, straps kind of replaced on the overlays. This The initial model comes in all white um, with a little bit of grey stitching. Um, because of the dyeing process, there is basically no dye, therefore, hence no colour. Um, but, again, the shoes are meant to be very, very similar to the Gel Light 3 in terms of comfort and in terms of fit. Um, and yeah, quite the um, innovation, really. And like I say, the fact that these are getting lower and lower in carbon emissions is very impressive. Although what I will say is like the Allbird Futurecraft wasn't the most widely available shoe. It was obviously done in very small numbers. Now, obviously the technology used and what they've done is brilliant. There's been other things, you know, Adidas have made shoes out of mushrooms, Saucony have got shoes made out of mushrooms, and all these kind of new materials and renewable processes. However, um, yeah, this is really good. I just hope that we get to start seeing it on a bit of a wider scale, because every time we've had this so far, it has certainly been, look, this is what we can do. We're just waiting for it to go bang and kind of really hit the mainstream and be kind of a staple part of it. But I've got to say... It all sounds incredibly impressive um, at a time where I think this summer with all the weather etc has probably um, kind of hinted that climate change is becoming more and more of an issue so to do something like this and for brands to become more aware and um, kind of uh, what the word I'm looking for but the, the more conscious oh, I'm trying to think of the words that's the word I'm looking for conscious um, of kind of all this yeah it's only a good thing in it 100%. I really, really like it. Um, I think the shoe itself looks really, really cool. Um, it looks futuristic, but also has such a nod to the Gel Light 3 that it looks classic at the same time. I normally wouldn't be someone that would like something that looks a little bit futuristic, but I, I honestly really, really like this shoe. Um, I, would, I would want, ideally, two pairs. One that I could keep white, 
and one that I would instantly say, hello, Lorenzo, can you please dye a pair for me, please? Um, because it would look fucking amazing. Uh, on the article that we're kind of going from on Footwear News, it does say that it's set to release from um, select retailers for $150 on the 25th of September. So it's not even that pricey of a shoe, really. $150, you're talking what, like maybe 130 140 pounds. And it's probably something that will end up sitting, meaning, as we were talking about earlier, probably something that we could get away with the sales if it does have a slightly wider release. I'm definitely going to keep an eye on this shoe because I really, really like the look of it. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, and like I say, it's, it's a really good um, kind of process that they've used. To, um, so, yeah, all good. But on that, that's the news. So on that, I'll pass over to Matt for our second segment, Double Up, Double Down, where we look at the upcoming releases for the next week. We pick a double up, something we like, a double down, something we dislike, and a sleeper pick, something that we think is going to get a little bit lost amongst the hype. On that, I'll pass over to Matt for Double Up, Double Down. Thank you very much, Scotty boy. We're starting things off with a positive, and, uh, well... For some, it might be a positive. For some, it might not. In fact, I was talking to a couple of people at the Saucony event this week, and uh, it was a little bit of a split reaction as to whether people liked this shoe or not. But I personally think this is by far, easily, hands down, the best shoe that this collaborator has done without question. Uh, Because the first two he did were very, very easy to beat. But anyways, the double up for this week is the J Balvin times Air Jordan 3 Sunset, which is due to release on the 23rd of September for about £210. The shoe itself is a Jordan 3 that is sporting a predominantly sail upper, including kind of sail elephant print. But you can also see on this shoe is on the heel tab, um, you can see a beautiful looking gradient, uh, with Nike Air on one shoe and the J Balvin kind of Thunderbolt smiley face on the other. There's also this kind of blue to yellow gradient across the heel of the shoe. And you could also see almost like uh, kind of very similar to the Union Jordan 1 that came out very recently, that kind of exposed yellow dye around where the kind of leather paneling um, kind of moves across the shoe. Uh, as well as that, you've got uh, a kind of yellowy Jordan brand logo on the tongue and yellow on the eyelets scott i just think this particular shoe just it looks beautiful the cream the gradient the exposed yellow the fact that it's on a three which if i was to go for a jordan would probably be one of the ones that i would pick like i just think they've done a really 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 good job on this shoe and as i said if you compare this to the one and the two that j balvin's done they were absolutely hideous you've completely turned it around here because i think this shoe is gorgeous i'd have to agree i do really like this shoe um yeah on a three beautiful i'm i'm really glad there is a good collaboration on a three i think it it doesn't get enough love um the gradient is great it's a difficult one with the gradient that sometimes I look at it and I go that gradient looks a bit shit and then other times I look at it and I go actually that's not bad I think it's more the way the gradient has been done not the fact it's there it's more the some of the 
images and angles I've seen, it just, it looks a bit off. But I think obviously the aged look of it, the kind of the off white, the hits of color, it works really well. I still can't decide if I like the black version, the friends and family, more than this because um, I think the black one. I'm really surprised that I I like that shoe as much as I do. Um, but yes, I have to agree. This is the double up for the week. In my opinion, this is one of the shoes of the year. Oh wow! Um, I, I, it's up there. In t- as I said, I I personally think that Jordan has not had the strongest of years this year, and I think this will go up there um, as one of the best shoes that they've released this year. I really do think that you're going to look back at the end of this year and really like. I feel like you're. Probably. I feel like you're forgetting certain things because I just feel like we've got. A, keep harping back to it you've got like the white cement three that came out this year you've got this you've got Good the shit. sb jordan four like again we're not going to go into this because there's plenty of other episodes that we can do this that's but th- yeah i know but there's some really really amazing <laughs> lows that have come out as well you've got all of the airships that all of the, the airships i think the lows are good jordan brand like I honestly think there's way more. They're good, but they're not. You know what I mean? They're they're good, and they've been like. There's been some nice, solid, like standard releases. Some great but twos in terms this of those, year as well. Those, those pairs that are like, that are just that little bit above. You know, there's always those pairs that are that little step above. I don't think Jordan's has had as many big hitters this year. Don't give me Travis because they've 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 done it to death. The cut the check ones, whatever they're the shark sharkadons, maybe when they release yeah. that might be. But for me, this certainly goes up there, and I think it's one of the the most eye catching and one of the most adventurous. I just think, yeah, pairs I just think well. this I is really, very. I really, I do. I like think this. I just find it funny that when you say like, "Oh, Jordan Brown has another strongest year this year," because I honestly think, for me, as a non-Jordan fan, this has been my favorite year of Jordan since we've started this podcast. And you've got to think we're do- we've been doing this we've been really? doing this podcast three years in November, and in our first year we reviewed the year before's um, Jordan releases. So we're really looking at nearly four years worth of Jordan brand releases since we've started this podcast. And this year is my favourite year from Jordan without a shadow of a doubt. Like for someone that isn't into Jordan, I'm looking at Jordan brand and being like, actually, I I spend money on those shoes like all of the ships i've absolutely loved these i really really like but eventually when we get to it for the week that they release the amamanier fives i'm genuinely i was talking to kath the other day i'm genuinely thinking about like i might have to put some money to one side and actually buy the amm fives because i think they're beautiful i think jordan brown's so strong this year i get what you're saying it's there's no huge 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 collaborations but for me as someone that is uh, a, a kind of semi fan of the brand. I've really been pulled into the brand this year. I I, I agree with what I, you're saying though. Jordan fanatics yeah, might yeah. not be losing their shit this year, but for me, as someone that doesn't like the brand, I'm looking at it thinking actually this is something I'm I, really interested in now. We, we did say this last week though, with in terms of releases, there have been in terms of airships, in terms of terminators, all these pairs like they are really good under the radar really solid picks and for people like us that you know are quite happy to rummage amongst the sales and pick out all these pairs it's been good but in terms of that like real hype upper echelon realistically you've got cements you've got sbs and people will put the travis in there i don't think personally i don't think the travis deserves to be in there and then this i I can't think of any others and i think other than that though but i do think they've done really well with shoes outside of the normal this year 
And I, I do agree with that. And I think they've done really, really well. But anyways, right, before I start going goo-goo over Jordan, which I never thought I'd be uh, be saying in this podcast, we'll move into the, the double down. And uh, Scott, something that we'll probably again agree on here, because the double down for the week is the ISPA, the Nike ISPA Mind Body in the black and white colorway. Now, Scott, you and I both said earlier on in the year that the ISPA Mind Body was both of our absolutely confirmed double downs for the year the vault colorway was absolutely revolting and uh hey, hey, that well wasn't done. even planned it wasn't until i started like you know when your brain thinks of the word i was like oh, actually i can make a pun out of this i've just ruined it by saying that as well that's annoying uh, but anyways right this time we're in the black and white colorway this shoe is releasing on the 20th of september for 165 pounds um if you imagine the car crash that was the vault pair but basically take out all of the horrible colors and replace it with black and white that's kind of what you've got here it's almost too difficult for me to describe what the shoe looks like because it is just kind of like a white tire that's been glued to a black and white tie-dye upper with a drawstring pulley and as much as this shoe is not as offensive as the Volt pair, I still do not like the silhouette. I don't like this kind of rugged, tyre-esque, kind of weird, fashiony shoe. We saw a couple of pairs when we went to Selfridges uh, when you guys were down in London, and I just don't understand this trend of having, like, tractor tyres on the bottom of shoes. And that's kind of what this looks like. It, I just I don't understand it. For people that get away of wearing it, Fair enough. I'll, I'll leave this to you and I'll stick in my lane. Yeah. Um, looks like it's been made by the same people that make the really shitty marble effect cheap phone cases that you'd get at the market. Um, <laughs> it's not good. It's awful. Let's move on. Oh dear. Fair enough. Um, all right. So we're going to move on to the sleeper pick this week. And the sleeper pick is the New Balance made in UK uh, 991 Contemporary Lux. Scott, if you basically imagine a 991 that is already really high quality made with really, really high quality leather, that's what this shoe is. The fact that they are putting contemporary lux on a shoe that is already considered one of the most well-known high quality or well, sorry, made uh, high quality shoes on the market is kind of saying something. This shoe is basically an all-white kind of off-white grey 991 made of just some of the most premium leather you can possibly put on a shoe. Uh, it does come with a premium price tag, though, because it is releasing on the 21st of September for £220. Scott, it's a little bit out of my budget, but ain't this just absolutely stunning? Yes. I mean, it ain't much more expensive than a standard 991, to be fair. You um, But I, I will say, yeah, you know, quality-wise... Yeah, it looks amazing. You know, it it almost looks like um, when you go into some shops, they have like almost like fake versions of the shoes in the window where it's like just plain all white or something. I know, um, I think, was it Kith have it? Uh, I was like, going to say, Kith, Kith have it, the, um, in Selfridges, they have the Jordan 8s. Yeah. But they have other, they have, in their other stores, they have all of these like, yeah, white kind of statues almost like these white ornaments yeah. of shoes it does you're it, absolutely right it, it does look like that, that. And yeah. i think ornament almost looks it because i i'm not gonna lie you'd get them and 
yeah I'd, i mean i'd love to see how they wear and like what they crease like and stuff because they look almost too perfect like they they look yeah so clean um there yeah I'm, I'm a big fan of these these look really 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 nice um the fact that you've decided to make a luxury version of an already incredibly premium shoe yeah. and haven't actually really given it much of a increase in price big fan <laughs> and the fact they've put it the fact they've put it in all white as well so the shoe is actually inspired by like luxury car interiors which makes sense why it's kind of this all one solid color but the fact that you're like, actually, we're just going to let the quality of this shoe speak for itself. We're going to do it in all white. We're just going to do it in all white. And you guys can just say, it's like kind of see for yourself whether this shoe's worth the money or not. And guarantee it, it probably will be. But anyway, Scott, talking about uh, going from, sorry, a shoe that uh, has quite a high price tag to hopefully something that doesn't have a high price tag. What's our steal of the week this week? Steal of the week. It's a steal of the week, so hopefully it doesn't. Um, the steal of the yeah. week, we're going back to Offspring. Um, we're rummaging through their Air Max um, section, and I stumbled upon a lovely, lovely pair of pink corduroy Air Max 1 trainers. The Coral Stardust colorway, bright coral, whatever you want to call them. Um, currently in the sale for 75 of the finest English pounds. Um, currently sat in a size 7, 8, 8.5, 9. Nine and a half, ten, ten and a half, eleven, eleven and a half. Full size run, seventy five pounds for an Air Max One. That, in my opinion, is better than the blue pair. This is, yeah, I mean, it's a seventy five pound Air Max One. Buy it. Yeah, I'm. I'm not exactly the biggest fan of this colorway. I was very underwhelmed by both of the corduroy pairs when we saw them in person. But if you are someone that likes this shoe, again, we said it earlier. It's all about sale chicken. And right now, you should be thinking, maybe I should bite here. Because as much as there is a size run that goes all the way from 7 up to an 11.5, if they stay at £75, and maybe if you can get a little cheeky student discount on top, they ain't hanging around for long. So yeah, this is definitely one if you like it to act on fast. But Scott, that moves us on nicely to our favourite segment of the week. Uh, well, our, my favourite segment of the week. It's uh, It's been a couple of weeks since we've done this because obviously we've had uh, a couple of guests and a week off. But Scott, of course, we're talking about the Doubled Up podcast, Triple Up. Oh, Scotty boy, I'm so excited for this one to come back because I get to see you squirm. Um, For listeners that have not listened to this uh, segment before, basically every single week that we don't have a guest, um, I present Scott with three shoes. As well as those three shoes, I present Scott with a question or challenge. What I then do is I put 30 seconds on the clock and Scott has to try and overcome or answer that challenge. Uh, He has no more than 30 seconds. As soon as the 30 seconds is up, he must present me with his answer, despite the fact that some weeks he likes to try and cheat uh but scott just to recap because it's been hey sorry i had to throw that in there um it's been a couple of weeks (laughs) it's been a couple of weeks since we've done this one so i'm just going to remind everyone what the score of the doors are you're actually doing very very well before we had a little bit of a pause for our guests etc and you are currently sat at 17 wins 15 losses so you are above 500 let's bring the basketball terms back um but scott are you ready for me to give you your shoes and your challenge Yes. 
So, Scott, seen as earlier on, we were talking about uh, the fact that you have bought a Adidas Times Bodega Times Beams shoe uh, for your latest pickup. I thought we would go with uh, the Bodega Times Solomon X Mission 4, the Bodega Times New Balance 9060, and the Bodega Times Nike Dunk high uh remember the one a couple of years ago that was like brown leather and had all the funky kind of stitching on it do you remember that shoe nice shoe uh anyway scott your question if you haven't guessed it already is put these bodega collaborations in order of last sold price according to StockX in a uk9 so let me remind you of the shoes the bodega times solomon x mission 4 there was the black one with the funky tie-dye on it uh the bodega times new balance 9060 that's the one that's kind of blue with the brown leather hits and the bodega times nike dunk high the brown leather pair your 30 seconds starts now um that bodega dunk really didn't do very well and no one liked it and i'm not quite sure why because it was very different um beautiful shoe solomon's are expensive and new balance are good this is literally all i'm going with <laughs> um solomon uh, expensive yes good yeah dunk bad, that. bad. i didn't even think the dunk was too bad to be fair it was just the fact that people didn't like it um, Time's up, Scotty boy. What's your answer? Cool. Top to bottom. Let's go most expensive to least expensive. I'm gonna put the. I'm gonna put the 9060 top. I'm gonna put the Solomon seconds, and I'm gonna put the Dunk last. I think that's a bit of a punt because obviously the the 9060 wasn't really available over here as much. This might be a bit of UK bias as opposed to obviously StockX being global, but there is obviously the the buzz of Solomon at the moment, so that top two is a bit of a punt to be fair, I don't know. It would have been very different. I think you've you've definitely smashed it out of the park with the uh, the bottom. The dunk was the lowest at £119. Mm. I do think if I was in your shoes, it would have been tricky between the Solomon and the New Balance because both of them retailed at a very similar price. Obviously, Solomon's and New Balance is both very popular. The 9060 isn't hugely popular, um, whereas Solomon's are. But I will say, Scott, you did get this correct. Did I? Wow. Um, So you are 18 and 15. You're running away with it. So yeah, top spot was the New Balance 9060. Last sold price, £175. Okay. just a just a smidge I thought, over. I thought it retail. would have been higher than that. People people yeah. seem to really like that shoe for some reason. I do say for some reason because I, I wasn't a fan, but I, I, yeah, people did seem to kind of dig it. I know obviously even Forrest had a pair, and he said obviously he'd yeah. recently got rid of them. But yeah, that, that was well. A, the one that I was really the one that I was really really surprised with. Um, and I know I'm going on a little bit of a tangent here, but I almost put the Bodega 990 V3 in. But obviously, my StockX is my StockX is like put as US ten, which is mostly UK nine, apart from New Balance. So I have to change it to make sure they're all UK nine. But last sold price for a nine and a half in that shoe was one hundred twenty nine pounds. <laughs> what? It, at, Buy it again. 
everybody soon, buy no, them. <laughs> Jesus Christ! As, as soon as I as soon as I bumped it up to UK nine, it did say last sold price one hundred and eighty one, which still is good given the fact that it said it was a fifty six pound decrease since the last sold price, the time before that. That's one of so my I was very, favorite very surprised. New Balance shoes ever. I was really really surprised that that nine ninety V three was literally five pound more expensive than the ninety sixty. But anyways, hey, that wow. in my eyes, I know which one I'd rather have. But yeah, top spot was the New Balance ninety. 60 at 175 pounds we then have the solomon x mission 4 for 125 so considerable gap really especially when you consider the fact that the nike dunk high was 119 so there was only six pounds between the solomon and the nike dunk high closer than i thought there very yeah i i I mean to be honest i couldn't have even told you what that solomon looked like um i just took a guess as to solomon solomon yeah, yeah, yeah whatever it will be um yeah, that, that's mad. Um, I'm yeah. not particularly surprised. Um, obviously, I got I guessed that in the first place, but yeah, yeah. It, I'm I'm surprised that they're as low as they are. I must admit, but then again, it does seem to be that's just New Balance at the yeah. moment. I don't think the resale on New Balance is anywhere near as high as it used to be. As it was, no. Well. Don't worry, Scott, you've got a week off of this game next week because, of course, as I said before, we do have a guest joining us next week, which means we are back to Scott versus our guest, the rotation game, and uh, something that we know that you're doing okay at because we've played this game three times now and you've got three wins. So uh, Two-time All-Star champ. Mystery guest. A mystery guest who might be listening to this podcast. No pressure, but I need you to join us next week and beat Scott because, quite frankly, two-time All-Star champion, three weeks in a row, he is undefeated at the uh, Scott versus our guest of rotation game. So someone needs to pull him down a fucking peg because, honestly, his ego is getting too much. Um, but, yeah, Scott, don't worry. I feel like I don't, almost don't want to tell you. Now, for the fact that you didn't know who our guest is next week, I almost want to kind of keep this a secret so when they pop up on Zoom, you're going to be just as surprised as our listeners are. But uh, it's going to be a good episode, guys. It's going to be a good episode. But on that, I'll, I'll dangle the carrot. I'll leave you all in suspense, and I will say thank you for listening to the Doubled Up podcast. Remember, if you like this episode, leave us a five-star rating and review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Make sure you follow at Doubled Up Podcast on Instagram and use hashtag Doubled Up Pod to be featured on the Instagram page. You can find me, Matt, at Matt underscore Sibley underscore on Instagram. Scott, tell the listeners where they can find you. You can find me at underscore Sneaker Teacher. Speak to you next time, guys. And as always, peace, Manusan. Peace, Manusan. Peace, Manusan.